and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Yet again. <laughs> <laughs> and again, thank you so much for holding down the fort while I was gone. You betcha. We we had a good time. We had some interesting, interesting conversations. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's been a lot going down for sure. Yeah. Well, I am back for good. Uh, the girls lost, so they're done. Damn it. Yeah. They I went, mean, lost. yay. I mean, damn it. I know. I mean, they yay. fought their way all the way into the championship game and dropped it four to six. So it is what it is. But I did on my way home from Montana yesterday, we uh, went ahead and took a little jaunt through Yellowstone. And I have a few pictures because, uh, wow, Yellowstone is the happening place right now. Oh, yeah. So I thought I'd share a few with you guys. Okay. So there's, we saw quite a few pronghorns, uh, antelope like that, on, right on the edge of the park. Mm -hmm. uh, the elk were everywhere. Uh, and look how mangy they are. This, this is in mammoth? mammoth. Yep. I love this the is, elk and mammoth. They're the best. I know. It was, you know what else? There was a bunch of buffalo in mammoth. Oh, really? You never see that. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, so here's more of the elk and mammoth. Uh, here are the buffalo and mammoth. Isn't that a pretty wow. picture? That is a beautiful picture. And I don't know that I've ever seen buffalo in mammoth before. Me neither. It's but it's just, but when you get up to the higher elevations, I mean, look how beautiful and green and, and nice it is here. It was 57 degrees when we came through. Wow. We headed up the mountain and into higher elevations, and I'm talking maybe 15, 20 minutes later, we were in this, a snowstorm with quite oh. a bit of snow. Oh, boy. So Yellowstone is really multifaceted right now. There's some oh, areas yeah. that are very, very snowy still, and some that are just these beautiful green valleys, and, you know, that's kind of par for the course. But what I really mm -hmm. wanted to see while we were there, and we did, the red oh. dogs. They're so cute. Yes, the babies, the bison babies. And they call them red dogs because they're, well, red. Mm -hmm. They're so freaking cute. They are. We passed some, a, a herd that was right next to the road. And they had a bunch of babies that were right up next to the road. But there was no turnout. So you just, I couldn't get a good picture of them at all. Uh. And I was so bummed. And then close to our exit into West Yellowstone, uh, we found this herd that had Yay. some babies. I was so excited. None of them Aww. looked cold. You didn't have to put any of them in the car, right? I did refrain from wrestling any of them into my car. Yep. Well, that, good. Uh, yeah. We didn't really have room. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, super illegal. <laughs> yeah. And Not also, so they're fine. Them. Yeah. Oh, Grant says 57, so cold. Right. <laughs> I know. For West but when we got to the top Yellowstone? not bad yeah when we got to the top where it was snowing it was 37 oh I mean, seriously guys it was like 15 minutes between one and the other it was wild but <laughs> 20 anyway yeah. yeah so uh lots of life in yellowstone and that area we were in is what got flooded last year and so it's a yes. whole brand new road 
there's sand and silt everywhere and like there's a lot of remnants of the flood from last year it's pretty interesting oh i'll bet but i'm just i'm happy to be back and no more exits for me i'll be here Yay. for the duration of the trial however much longer it lasts i know gosh we're on witness 59 today and he's all done, so we'll see witness 60 in the morning. Yes. Now, there were more than Hotly 90. objected witness. Yes, my goodness. There were more than 90 witnesses uh, subpoenaed, but uh, we know that some have already been released. So we don't really know <clears throat> how far we're going to go. Am I drinking a mule? I wish I was. It's actually just cranberry juice. I, I'm drinking a mule cup. Yeah. I had a mule this weekend in Montana, you guys. Listen, next time you order a Moscow mule, ask to have it with gin instead of vodka. Mm. Well, rock your world. You've gotten way into gin. I've gotten way into whiskey. So now you're like a gin girl and I'm a whiskey girl and we can be all Love. snobby about it. Right. Love gin. Love it. Anyway, that's <laughs> all. So court today was something. It wow. was. Wow. We said, we said the last of the smoking gun would really be in the text messages. And that's really rolling out. Not oh done yet, but that's really rolling out. If you weren't mad as hell, it, uh, gin is underrated, right? It's amazing. Anyway, if you uh, listened to it all today, or if you're going to listen to us now, prepare to be so damn mad at Melanie Pulowski, you won't know what to do with yourself. Right? That's the other... When is she on this stand? Absolutely. Either that or going to jail. One or the other. Come on, man. Yeah. Disgusting. Also, so let's. I know some people are here with their barf bags. I think that's wise because there's oh, some yeah. pretty barfy shit today, too. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That Chad is what you might call overconfident. Apparently, <laughs> they had named Chad's a penis the storm. Which I had joked last week that uh, Lori really traded in Charles's kielbasa for Chad's Vienna sausage. Right. But the storm? storm. I I told my husband that and he said, what, like a storm of locusts? (laughs) (laughs) Well, all day I've been thinking about spinoffs. Maybe he's writing spinoffs to James and Elena like Storm and the Golden Vagina or James, (laughs) you know, like like a comic. I, I had this. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I was out delivering for Amazon today and I was like, I had all these ideas of like spinoff comics from the James and Elena story that he's probably writing in his jail cell. Dumb he probably ass. is. Could you imagine? I would love to go review his notes. Because <laughs> it was said at Madison that Lori did a ton of writing while she was there. And then Chad's doing all this writing like what in the. Yeah. Yeah. James and the Giant Peach. That is the other <laughs> one I thought of, Lady Francis. That totally I thought of that one too. James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> or maybe you could change it to James and the Golden Peach, you know. Oh, I like it. To go it. along oh, with yes. our because see, we named Lori's vagina. <laughs> and then Chad named his penis. So Yeah. So now here we are. It's all uh it's all coming full circle. Yeah. Chad and the stormy <laughs> peepee. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. Yikes. Completely. So gross, man. Yeah. Well, let's get into it because there's a lot to talk about. All right. So it was Doug Hart back on the stand. He's a retired FBI special agent. He was on the stand, what, all day Friday, too? Yeah. He's been on the stand a bunch. He has. 
He has. Poor Doug Hart. And he's done a good job. He's, he's got the deets, guys. He mm-hmm. has got the 411 on this situation. Mm-hmm. And he's really hung in there pretty good, I think. So they started the day with some uh, wrestling about Discovery. I know this comes as a big surprise to everyone, but that's how it started. Uh, Jim Archibald. So basically, they were bringing some evidence. They were going to bring some evidence with the next uh, witness, who is Nicholas Edwards. He's the lead investigator from the attorney general's office. And they wanted to know whether or not the defense was going to contest these or object to these before they got to that point. Uh, Again, yeah, they did. Of course they did. This is the shit they really, really, really don't want. Oh, yeah. To be paraded out in front of the jury. so damning. So damning. Yeah. So, basically, with Nick Edwards, uh, it's three three, uh, pieces of evidence. It's three uh, slideshows. And essentially, they're saying that he had gone ahead and put together like prepackaged testimony and some of it was supposition and some of it was a, an opinion of a different law enforcement officer and you know everything they could think of and so the judge was supposed to review it and let them know later and he did and he actually didn't allow most of it um they can do it they just can't go slide by slide they've got to pick out the parts that they want to share yeah. so that was how they started the day pretty uh pretty intense and then uh so then they went back to part of the problem part of the argument was the james and elena story (laughs) this was the romance novel that uh Mm -hmm. that chad wrote for Lori. it was about james and elena we're not going to read it storm wrote it that's all i'm saying i don't think the storm wrote it yes (laughs) yes the storm wrote it uh probably with his storm and there is, it's a 30-second storm. <laughs> good, cranky. So. Very good. Uh, yeah. There are, I put a link in the chat room if you want to read it. East Idaho News has it. Uh, there's also someone on YouTube who has performed it as a dramatic reading. I don't know where that link is, but I'm sure you can find it. But apparently it's funny as hell. But the James and Elena story is is it's it's interesting, and they did want to put some of it into the uh, onto the record because some of it really does parallel what they're doing. And oh yeah, so it makes sense. Lady Frances says microburst. <laughs> Gaslam's Rock said, uh, or Gaslam's Rock said, not very big storms in Idaho. I guess. <laughs> I guess I. I don't Not know. out there in Salem. I nope. mean, this <laughs> is this is just endless fodder for jokes. Like Chad's penis is going to be made fun of is for t- until the end of time. Yeah, for sure. It was going to be anyway, and now this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm never above taking a swipe at somebody's penis. I just it's true. It's true. <laughs> Proverbial, oh, really? Proverbial aren't you? You know, you know. That sounds like a crime to me, and we Not are all rock and sock them, you know. Just <laughs> you know, I'll throw an insult out there. I have no shame. I'll do it. Not a problem. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, dramatic reading. Jessica, you have to find it. It is very funny. Yeah. I don't know who did it, but it's funny as hell. Some genius, so, I'm sure. Yeah. So, but we're going to skip over it today uh, in the uh, interest of time, but also just because uh, there's some pretty serious and real shit here that we really want to get into. So, yes. Besides Tad, Chad's really shitty writing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. This was like, okay, I have to go back to this one more time. The James and Elena story is like if a seventh grader wrote a love story for his teacher. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's what I think it's pretty much uh, all about. But, all right. <laughs> JR, if you don't squint your eyes, you might miss the storm. <laughs> Blink and you'll miss it. Blink and you'll miss it. It's just one gust of wind, actually. <laughs> Some someday oh when life's not so crazy, we might have to make some memes. Okay. Right. All right. So they start out uh, this. We've talked about this before, but once uh, Doug Hart is on the stand, they start out with the chat uh, text message thread between Cole Vallow, Zach Vallow, and Lori. This is when Charles was murdered. This is actually the day after Charles died. Yeah. And Lori texts them at 4.36 p.m. Hi, boys. I have some very sad news. Your dad passed away yesterday. I'm working on making arrangements, and I'll keep you informed with what's going on. I'm still not sure how to handle things. Just wanted to let you know that, and I love you so, and so did your dad. So... The boys are like, Lori, what happened? Where is he and what happened? I'll also, call this you. is the next day. This is the next day, the next afternoon. Oh, the see you yeah. next Tuesday. Oh, my God. Yeah, 4 p.m. He died at 8 o'clock in the morning. She says, I'll call you when I can, bub. He's here in Arizona. And, of course, the boys are freaking out. Where in Arizona? When did all this happen? How's JJ doing? What funeral home is he at? And she just stops responding. And so, of course, they're like, Lori, what the something happened? I'm going to say hell, but okay. <clears throat> you are? Why? Well, it probably says fuck. I bet it says fuck. Lori, what the fuck happened? Mm -hmm. You can't just tell us our dad died and disappeared. Oh, and disappear. You're not too busy to just let us know how he died and disappear. Mm -hmm. or, no, he died and disappear. Lori, it's been three hours. You're not that busy. I don't care what you're doing. Sorry you're so upset. I'm so upset too. I'm just trying to get JJ ready for bed. I'm waiting to hear back from the medical examiner to make sense out of all of this myself. Oh my God. Please be patient with me. It's a crushing situation all the way around. I'm still trying to process it too and what it means for JJ. <laughs> so this is the next day at 5.07 p.m. When and where is the funeral? How did all of this happen? I want an explanation. Nothing. 7 p.m. question mark. Nothing. Lori. I'm still working on arrangements and sorting things out the best I can. I'll let you know when I know. Why aren't you telling me what happened? I've asked numerous times. Just tell me. Question mark. On Sunday at 11 a.m. Question mark. On Monday. On July 15th. At noon. Okay, Lori, it's been three days. You let us know our father passed away over a text message. 
three days and we haven't heard from anyone. The only information we have is that one text from you saying he passed away. You disappeared after that. We need any information you have. What happened? When did it happen? How did it happen? Where is he now? Are there any funeral plans? And can we be a part of it? We talk to him all the time and text from you saying that he passed away. You disappeared after that. We need any information you have. Oh, this is replaying, I think. Oh, we talked to him all the time and now he's gone. He was our dad and we loved him very much. We deserve answers. Also, why have you been the only one to contact us? We haven't heard from Colby or Tylee. I know they are affected too. I called Colby recently too, but he didn't answer. Is JJ safe and what does he know? I need to be kept in the loop about all of this. This isn't a nonchalant topic you can just throw a text at and be done with. These are your dad's wishes. Oh, this bitch. He and I discussed this a lot over the years. We have been together. My plan is to have him cremated as he wished and then take all five of you kids to Hawaii to spread his ashes. He did not want a funeral. He wants a celebration of life. I've been overwhelmed, but I'm going to start making these arrangements today. JJ is doing good, but he does not know his daddy is gone. It's so tough to understand. It's so tough because he doesn't really understand. He says daddy is in California working. I know how much he loves you boys and always has. I have a lot of things to do with the business and contacting people, and it's still so difficult. Today, I'm trying to put up a memorial page on the Funeral Home website. I'll send you the link when I have it. I love you so much, and so does your dad. I appreciate this information, but I will ask these questions again because I still haven't been given an answer. What happened? Can you imagine not knowing how your dad died? No, I can't. I would be absolutely frantic. And the way she just keeps glossing over that and answering other questions. And when she finally started answering questions. Right. When did it happen? How did it happen? Where is he now? Is there a funeral? When is it? Who have you told about his death? Give me all the information you have, please. My brother and I deserve to know. Well, if you won't answer these questions, can we please have his watches and other stuff he always talked about and had around? Of course. Though I don't know that I, I, my understanding is that she did not do that. Send me the address, address you want me to send your stuff to. Kay is supposed to clean out the Houston house. I told her to let you guys have whatever you want first, and then she could give the rest away. I know he wanted you to have all that you want. That's the game she played with those boys. It is so disgusting. It is. It's absolutely horrifying. Yeah. I I mean and and how sus from from the go it's sus mm-hmm. that she will not tell them how he died or what happened. Mm-hmm. Like it it it's very suspicious. Like that is the first thing that you tell people if someone dies, how they right. died in their family. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, good point, Paula. She said, Chad arranged Tammy's funeral in less time than it took Lori to notify those boys that their dad died. Hell, Chad mm-hmm. had already made that stupid-ass call to the funeral home by the time she let the boys know that their dad had died. Right. It's just so gross. It's just, um, But it's a great example of the bullshit she was up to. Yeah, it is. And how little she cared about Charles's death or his kids or any of it. She didn't give a shit. I mean, you can tell from, because there are text messages on these very same days, mm-hmm. 
to her lover mm-hmm. that you can really tell where her priorities are. Totally. Yep. So awful. It is. Okay. So getting back to the text messages. So we'll start, we'll go somewhere else. On July 15th, 2019, Chad texts Lori, I know you won't get this text for another hour or so, but my love for you is overflowing right now. I just want to hold you endlessly. You are my wonderful best friend that I can't live without. Two heart emojis. Lori to Chad. And yet, you are. So sad. Missing you. Just landed. Gotta get to work. Kiss lips emoji. His texts are so gross and sappy. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't do that. Mm -mm. Like, I don't know. You know, like. I had this in reading these today. I went, you know, Mm -hmm. she was using him too. Oh, yeah. He was a means to an end Mm -hmm. because she does not express the same kind of undying, disgusting, Mm -hmm. whatever to him as he does to her. Yeah. He never, she never gets that sappy with him. No. Mm -mm. Uh, Hart said it was clear to investigators that, this relationship between them was the driving force for the crimes alleged in the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And all these messages, I think, really helped to nail that down. Uh, on July 18th, Lori to Chad, I just got the letter from the insurance company saying that I am not the beneficiary. It's a spear through my heart. Who do you think he changed it to? Brandon or probably Kay? He left nothing for JJ. That's not true. Mm-mm. Chad to Lori. Wow, that's terrible. There is no way to find out. Lori to Chad. I might be able to see when I get his computer on Sunday. I would check the emails I sent to the insurance company. It will show the change of beneficiary. He must have done it recently. Yeah, because she acted as him to change his beneficiary and do his insurance stuff uh, when they were actually like in the process of getting divorced. Right. Yeah. It tried, changed his password. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. The emails I sent. Mm-hmm. Right. Victoria. Right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Chad tells Lori there should be a paper trail. And this is another step to bringing down the Gadiantons. Okay. Okay. Fine. You want to know who the Gadiantons are, don't you? Right. You so got to know. It's important. Oh, God. The Gadianton robbers or the Gadiantons were in the Book of Mormon. They were a secret criminal organization. They were a band of robbers founded by the wicked Nephite named Gadianton. Yep. Yeah. They were based on secrecy and satanic oaths. More of those secret combinations we've been hearing about. Yep. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. there's, oh no, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the real secret combination in this story? Mm, I think I know. Yeah. So that, when you hear that, the Gadiantons, you hear it over and over today, you'll know exactly what that means. But that Mm. is another reference to the Book of Mormon. Yeah. The Gadiantons were a secret society from the Book of Mormon. This is from, from Hart. A group of evil people. When the phrase is used, it identifies someone as being evil. In this case, Brandon Boudreaux. Boy, they hated Brandon. Wow. They did. Reading through Brandon all these just, texts, they really hated Brandon. You know, Brandon wasn't putting up with any of this shit. Mm-mm. 
They also wanted Brandon's money more than anything. They wanted oh, Brandon's money. Yeah. In the text exchange, Lori messages Chad and says she spoke to the insurance company, uh, basically telling him, yep, he changed it in March to Kay and she's the beneficiary. She still had some idea there was something she could do to change this after he died, but uh, she learned the hard way that there wasn't. No. She texted Chad and said, I will still get the 4000 a month from Social Security. Also on July 18th, Chad texted Lori, I have been instructed to focus my efforts on Hillary, so I will. Hillary was a demon entirely. Yeah. Lori said, okay, find out her percentage for me and JJ. Chad to Lori, she is at a 0.13 this. I turned up the pain to a 10 and placed a spiritual virus in her. He is at 99.99, referring to JJ. Raphael visited him and told him to follow Amy into the light. I also assured him that James would love and take care of his mommy with all of his heart and soul. And then Lori to Chad, that is sweet. I miss you desperately. Are you motherfucking kidding me? Right. That, so... On his scale, the closer you were to zero, the closer you were to death, but also the closer you were to 100, the closer you were to death. It looks like you must turn over at 100. Well, because it's the the lights pass away at 100. Yeah. The darks pass away at zero. Yeah. Can you imagine praying yeah. for and wishing pain on a teenage mm -hmm. kid? Yeah. It's just, it's so disgusting. Yeah. Turning up the pain to Turning 10. The pain. And, and Lori also, not saying, hey, don't be attacking my kids. Right. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And Lori like, okay then. And then that whole routine of uh, wanting him to, you know, letting JJ know it's okay. We're not talking about a child that was dying from cancer. Or an old person or someone who were saying, it's okay for you to pass. Every, we're going to be okay here. That's what he said he did to JJ. Don't worry. I will take care of your mother and love her with all of my heart. It's okay. You can go. Are you kidding me? And, so and again, gross. Lori eating this up. Totally okay with it. You're right. Really? No, yeah. At no point did she ever defend her kids. Uh, tell Chad to knock it off. Yeah. No, she was here for it. Yeah. Right. Uh, then, of course, we learn that Hart is the name of the entity in, in Tylee's body. Hillary. Hmm? You said Hart. Hillary. Oh, Hillary. Yeah. Sorry. Hart said that Hillary. Yeah. Okay. So, basically, according to Chad's scale, in July, both children were very close to death. Yeah. There were three conversations regarding death percentages for JJ and Tylee and Tammy. There was one on July 30th and another one on August 10th. And of course, this one that happened back in July. Just tracking those numbers to see how close they were to death. These yeah. completely healthy people who were absolutely in no way close to death. Right. All of them. Yeah. None of them had any medical issues. There was no. It's so gross. Mm -hmm. It's just, 
you guys know that I'm I'm an energy healer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we both are, but that it, it makes me so angry mm-hmm. to hear them attempting to use that kind of spiritual work to harm people. That is the only rule that you can never break mm-hmm. with energy work is to attempt to harm someone or attempt to force someone to do something they don't want to do. Right. It's, it may, it makes me just, it just boils my blood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. And I mean, yes. this has been happening clear back for when the castings started. Right. Well, and, and it's interesting to see in these texts how soon, how early in the game they were already talking about the death of the kids. Yeah. Like this wasn't, it didn't just happen after they moved to Rexburg. This was going on for months and months. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, and just making up a new rule every day or a new name or a new something or a, you know, I, yeah. All right. So barf bag alert. If you are, are in need of one, this is a good time to pop that suck or puppy open. Cause uh, here we go. July 18th, 2019. You are so adorable, beautiful, wonderful, heavenly, luscious, and angelic. So many divine attributes rolled into one dynamic, desirable package. I want you even more desperately than you want me. Lori responds, just grab me by the storm and I will follow you to the ends of the universe. Chad asks, when might that be? Lori responds, Wednesday evening and then repeatedly and gloriously until Friday. (laughs) 30 seconds at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Chad replies, and then what? Lori says, back to crying and saying goodbye. Back to the box. Chad to Lori, this trip to Utah had a lot of finality to it. I was told extreme changes are coming to me and to Utah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. remember, they were trying Zulima, who he gave the gift of uh, controlling the elements, was supposed to be creating earthquakes to take out Temple Square in Utah because they right. were trying to take out church leadership so that uh, Chad could be the new prophet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We need to address something in the chat, though. Uh, Rack says, I wonder what's on Chad's son's minds after hearing all this. They must be in denial not to change their minds and keep defending him. His kids are not defending him at all. They're not saying anything. They're not saying anything. There no. was that one uh, appearance that they had on, t- on uh, was it Court TV? Yeah. Uh, there was that. But other than that, they have said nothing. No. Nothing. I, there's a lot of, because early in the case before the kids were even found there was some defending of chad there's a lot of um i think um misinformation now that the kids are defending him they are not they are not defending him there is nothing publicly silent they all live in our community i think they're just desperately trying to survive at this point also yeah they're just hearing this stuff right now they've never heard these texts either yep And I, you know, they're not like sitting there supporting him or supporting her. They're not. And I can only imagine. I I think they're just trying to survive this. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
Yeah, definitely before the kids were found, they they definitely were defending him all over town and stuff. But after that, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know someone who's, uh, I think it's Seth, actually, is a teacher at the middle school. And I think it's Seth. Uh, and he said, or anyway, I know someone whose kid is in his class this year. And they said that he talks about... Uh, his sisters and his mom sometimes and just never mentions his dad and nobody sure. talks to him about this, of course, you know, and, but yeah, what it did to all of them. But I have to also point out that, uh, <laughs> where did it go? Racky said, after listening to all these messages, please wrap me in a taco and send me to Antarctica, please. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, they're so gross. Yeah. What the hell was that? I know I wasn't here for that conversation, but what the hell was that? Right. I know. We we went on and on about that one. What what was that? That was so bizarre. Hey. They just made this shit up. That's why. They were just making maybe things up. With the Satan taco. I don't know. It's just a thought. Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah. Uh, then the next thing Storm said, or the Heart said, sorry, Heart. The next thing Heart said was the word Storm is the name they have given to Chad's penis. Uh, <laughs> I, and everyone went, uh, in every courtroom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So obviously the context of the message is that they were meeting up in Utah. Uh, that's one thing that uh, Lori really tried to deny Interestingly, when uh, one of, I think it was Melanie Gibb was on the stand and they were saying that the, that they did meet up in hotels, Lori was shaking her head and writing things down and acting all, you know, angry about someone saying something like that as if it wasn't true. It's clearly, it's true that they were meeting up in hotels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Most definitely. They were having a full on affair. Yeah. And they didn't yeah. like anyone knowing that. They didn't want anyone. This is as big a discretion as you can make in the Mormon church. Oh, boy. Up to murder, which they also did that, clearly. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, you having an affair like this, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is such a huge no. Oh, yeah. Yep, this would be a sin that would be, yep, second only to murder in the Mormon church. Yep. Yep. Bananas. okay so then we see text messages from july 20th 2019 this is Lori to chad asking about one of melanie palowski or melanie boudreaux's children what's blake's Mm. percentage he drew three crosses on the wall in his bedroom we were just we just finished painting over them like he was marking it for the dark side to find him. Yeah, he's not just a kid drawn on the wall. Okay. Well, but Mormons do not do crosses. Mormons no. are Christians that do. They don't wear crosses. Mm-hmm. There are no crosses in any Mormon church. That is a big, huge no-no. In oh, for sure. So drawing crosses yeah. on the wall as a Mormon kid would be seen as true, doing a bad thing. Doing a real bad thing. Yep, Mormons, in fact, are pretty, uh, at least when we were kids, pretty much looked down on other people wearing crosses. 
Oh yeah, we were. Never uh, we were always we... told, and, and if any of you guys have heard something different, uh, I know some of you guys, others are former Mo's in here or Mormons. It's fine if you are too. No, no judgment. But uh, we were always told that it was because uh, that is celebrating what happened to Christ, celebrating right. the death of Christ, and that uh, shouldn't be celebrated. Yeah. No. Yep. Okay. Right, okay. and crosses are Catholic. And Mormons, it is Mormon scripture that mm -hmm. the Catholic Church is the great abomination. Mm -hmm. That's what it's called in, in yep. Mormon doctrine. And and that's, that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Whoever said that. Oh, Gazlam. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that's that's a really good point. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, but you would never wear a cross as an LDS person ever. No. Yep. All right. So Chad says, Blake is a seven. I took my sword of life and sliced his aura vertically in several places. You should be able to rip it and burn it. I burn it. Some more mm. of that. I also decreased his pain tolerance to 1% and greatly increased his pain. His desire to depart is at 80%. Greatly increased his pain. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cause pain to children on purpose. Mm -hmm. You psychopath. Mm -hmm. uh, July 21st, 2019, Lori to Chad found it. Ned gave all of it to Rhonda. That's Charles gave all of it to Kay. Right. Ned being one of Charles's demons, Rhonda being Kay's demon. Right. I'm sorry. Catholics say crucifixes. Right. Oh, I get that's it. true. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Chad to Lori, glad you found that out. Lori to Chad, it fits. Now she will try to take him. Thanks for working on her. Work on me too. Reading all of this stuff makes me sick. Chad to Lori, we will work hard on Rhonda when we are together. I will get her numbers as low as I can by Wednesday. Lori to Chad, good. Let's work on it hard. Uh... And we know this uh, was about Kay. Yeah, it's a miracle Kay lived through this as well. It, it genuinely is. It's probably because she was far enough away, mm -hmm. honestly. Mm -hmm. So this is where the start of the James and Elena story starts. Because it was actually a long series of texts that Chad wrote over the course of a few days. Um, this starts on, yeah, July 21st of 2019. It begins with James and Elena visiting the temple and then returning to a hotel room for additional romance on the couch. <laughs> Rose. They calmed their nerves enough to give each other a blessing. As James placed his hands on her head, he connected with Elena's true self. He knew he was in the presence of an exalted goddess who had returned to earth to perform a special mission. This mission included being with him and they would progress together as translated beings. The full plan wasn't yet completely clear to him, but the immense power radiating from her confirmed his belief that she was among the greater women in the universe. In the universe. In the universe. I mean, that's that's saying something. I, I don't know what it is, but it's saying something. 
<laughs> Katie's yelling for someone to shut up, I think. I, she's, she's, I'm not sure what's going on out in the living room, but my gosh, it's really loud. Yeah, I'm I heard just, it. I'm wondering what that is. Okay. All right. Paula, you get a blessing and you get a blessing. Everyone gets a blessing. <laughs> You're the Oprah of blessings. You are right. This is true. Uh, and then it goes on and on. I, we're not going to read all the story. So that's all I will put you through on that. Uh, then they got records from the LDS temple. So they showed that Chad and Lori attended the Gilbert, Arizona temple on November 16th, 2018. So this is about eight months before Charles died, 11 months before Tammy died. Uh, this is significant because this is where they claimed that they were sealed to each other in marriage in the yeah. temple when Moroni and Jesus Christ appeared to, uh, he sealed them to each other. And, and I, we've talked about this before, but I cannot stress enough how egregious this is in their religion. Right. That they were sealed to and married to other people. They were attending temple ceremonies together as if they were married and doing their own little uh, pseudo sealing in the temple to marry themselves to each other. Like that's terrible. That's terrible. And it's a huge violation of their sacred vows in the temple. It's just, it's terrible to do that. Well, and it's just more of how much they really didn't genuinely believe their own beliefs. Yep. They were not living as devout Mormons at mm -hmm. all. At all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were about is... exalted, you know. Yes. That is true, Irene. Irene, is that right? Uh, at some point, Chad did say that Oprah was the darkest celebrity. Oh, yeah. Jesus, of course yep. he did. Sure, Jan. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. July 21st, Lori to Chad. It's making me so happy to read about our life. I'm finally going to dance. Missing you and loving you from afar. We know that there were a bunch of videos that Lori had sent to Chad of her dancing. We were kind of hoping to see some of those in court just to you know, God, were we <laughs> make her look worse, but it, it, she doesn't need that help. Yeah. No. Uh, it was great. I feel free again. I love you more than ever. And I can't wait to be with you forever. I'm begging father and mother. That's my job tonight. Father and mother. Chad to Lori, I will be right beside you begging you. Dear God. What? Because they were calling him father. Mm -hmm. Melanie yeah. B called him father a lot, but she's father. referring to him as father too, which is also creepy mm -hmm. and just weird as hell. But they're literally yeah. begging God mm -hmm. to kill their spouses and their children and her children yeah. so they can be together. Who is mother? I'm guessing they mean uh, who the LDS would call say his holy mother or heavenly mother. Or heavenly mother yeah oh heavenly mother yeah yeah who is mother mother earth mother goose <laughs> <laughs> at this point the jury's out probably yes. more like motherfucker but whatever <laughs> <laughs> pretty much okay now we see a text uh on july 22nd this is where chad texts Lori and says he's going to see the other side of heaven with his son and she said he'll like it because the scenery looks like Kauai. Hopefully we will be there someday soon together. 
Chad says, that is the plan and my greatest desire. And then after the movie, he texts, I look forward to be on a tr- being on a tropical island with you. July 23rd, 2019, Lori to Chad. Good morning, missing you. Didn't sleep much. Need you to check JJ. Weird stuff happening in the middle of the night. It's like they distracted us with Blake. And then she says, when you get home, check Tylee. She is being super sweet and helpful, and she cleaned her room. See if she got switched. Totally not her. Chad said to Lori, yes, she was switched. Please let me know when you can talk, and I will explain it. Yeah, she's possessed by a demon because she cleaned her room and was being a good kid. Mm -hmm. These people are horrible. Like, it doesn't matter what these kids do. They're definitely going down. Mm-hmm. Like she isn't just being a normal teenager because yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. On July 26th, Lori sends a chat, chat a text asking him to check JJ. She said he was calm and he watched movies all day, which he would never do. Oh, look at see being a good kid again. Mm-hmm. What? Chad says it's still JJ. I'm told she is lying about him being calm and watching movies. <laughs> That Tylee is lying? Apparent, I don't know who. It, they don't say who. I'm going to say probably, yeah. Because wow. Tylee did a lot of JJ's care. Yeah. Lori responds, Mel knew. She called me. She felt the real Brighton, Melanie's child, last night and knew she was different. She was told I didn't want to tell her. She is taking it well and knows it's a part of a big plan. She is amazing, although I'm still pretty upset about it. I love you. Missing your kisses. Ugh, gross. Bright Gazlam Gazlam says, I always think my kids switch to angels when they clean their rooms. Bright, not possessed by demons when they're being nice and cleaning their room. Yeah. But again, Melanie, complicit. Yes, totally. Knew that they were ranking her children. And did not say, hey, don't talk about my kids like that. Or... Don't wish pain upon my son. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Ranking. Yeah. And of course that they were ranking these other people too. But Melanie knew. She did. She absolutely knew. Okay. That same day, Chad texted Lori and said, I'm home. Missing you immensely and feeling very tired. But I had a splendid time with you, my love. I will text again soon. Chad then texts, tonight I figured out who I feel like. I'm a grown-up version of Harry Potter who has to live with the Dudleys in his little space under the stairs. Every few weeks I get to escape and have amazing adventures with my goddess lover, but then I have to return to my place under the stairs, feeling trapped, but I sense permanent freedom is coming. Okay, first of all, Chad, it's the Dursleys, Dursleys, stupid. for God's sake. Not the Dudleys, for God's sake. But secondly, wow, that's a nice slap in the face to his family. Right? How must that feel as his kids realizing he's talking about their mother and yeah. them? It's yeah. such trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Keep Harry Potter out of your damn mouth, Chad. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Then we see a message from uh, Lori got from Melanie that Lori then sent to Chad. It's a message that Melanie received from father. Yeah. So gross. It says he is pleased with her and she has overcome all. 
Things will be fast-paced and you are ready. I love you so much. Godspeed. Now don't mind if I speed things up a bit. Lori then sends Chad this. This is a very nice message Mel B. received. I won't mind at all if he speeds things up. Chad to Lori. Yes, I miss holding you in my arms, caressing and kissing you. <laughs> every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. But the way he's speaking to Melanie, it's mm-hmm. so condescending. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? She has, she has given him this authority over her that mm-hmm. is creepy. Mm-hmm. It's really gross. Well, she'd already given Lori that authority over her. So, July 28th, Lori to Chad. Are you mad? Sad? What? Chad to Lori. I'm doing okay. Just no privacy here to hardly text. And I'm missing you immensely. Well, yeah, because over the summer, you know, Chammy's not at work. Yeah. And we know Chad's not at work. So. Right. And I'm missing you immensely. I feel good about the trip. Lori to Chad, I need a distraction while I'm waiting for you. I love you. Chad to Lori, absolutely. I think you'll have a fun time. Apparently, Lori was going to take a trip to California. She did take a trip to California while she was waiting for Chad to, you know, iron his life out. Right, exactly. Like, she just, and you know who pays for those trips? Not her. That's who. No. She doesn't pay for a damn thing. And she's just buzzing off the the amount of travel in this mm-hmm. period of time that she does mm-hmm. is unreal. Yeah. And yep. you know that she hasn't paid for one friggin' dime of any of this. She's such Hell a no. grifter. I'd like to know mm-hmm. where she went in California, who she stayed with. Right. Who went yeah. With what her, was she who she there? was canoodling with? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't, I really question if this is the first time she's had an affair in Charles. It really makes you wonder. This came off of her tongue pretty easy, didn't it? Yeah. Well, it did. And and on Friday, one of the things that Hart revealed was that the very t- first time she met Chad, she saved his name under a fake name in her phone. Yep. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Bishop Shumway, don't you know? Yeah. I feel bad for whoever is actually Bishop Shumway, but you know, like she's a little too practiced at this whole affair business. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, she's only was married what five times, so yeah, maybe she's been she stepping out on everybody. Really makes me wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's some more text back and forth about Kay being the beneficiary. Just stuff we already know. On July 29th, Chad to Lori, one question. Do you want me to cause pain yet to those two threes you're writing with? Lori to Chad, probably hold off on them till we arrive. This will be a mistake to deal with. But I'll text you if they start acting up and we can zap them. Oh, then she says miserable, not mistake. Okay, so this will be a miserable to deal with. Got it. Uh-huh. Chad Which would be the only reason to not do it, mm-hmm. apparently. Right, because it would inconvenience her. Sounds great. Yes, if they are going to act up, we'll at least give them a reason to scream. He's talking about children. He's talking about... So Lori was on a trip with Melanie B and two of her kids. So maybe that's who went to California with her. 
maybe. And JJ was there too. And JJ was there too. And they don't know if Tylee was there. Yeah. But again, so nonchalantly talking yeah. about harming and causing pain to children. Yeah. Again, if they're going to act up, we'll at least give them a reason to scream. I love, cherish, treasure, and adore you. The wonderful memories just keep coming back. You are mesmerizing. Raphael is one lucky guy. And that one tweet, he referred to himself, not this one, but another one. It's Raphael and as James. Yeah. But yeah, this was about torturing children. Yeah. Totally comfy with it. It's so gross. Mm-hmm. So Smith asked Hart why he included this slide in the presentation. And he said the references in hurting children and giving them a reason to scream are relevant. He also said that there were never any messages where Lori protested anyone getting hurt. And that's important. Or Melanie. Or Melanie. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. Now, here's a message from Kay asking Lori to allow JJ to attend his dad's memorial service in Louisiana. We miss him so much. I'll leave in the morning to get him if you'd allow it. I'm begging you, please. Lori forwarded the message to Chad. Chad then responds, interesting message from Kay. She doesn't seem inclined to want to share the money. Share the money. All about money. Yep. Lori responds that they are jerks and she isn't responding ever. And she didn't ever respond. She just goes to no. Kay after that. But the whole, she didn't let JJ go to his own dad's funeral. Mm -hmm. over and they were more than happy to fly to Phoenix and get him, take him back to the funeral and then fly back to Arizona with him to take him back to Lori. You know, who also wasn't going to her husband's memorial. Right. Yeah. Could not have cared less. Mm -mm. About Charles? No. Nope. So then on July 30th, Chad to Lori, I got the inspiration to go back to my original death percentages that helped us track Charles, Ned, etc. Tammy is very close. Her percentage has fallen steadily since Hiplos left. Hiplos being one of the demons that was in Charles. Mm -hmm. It is encouraging. Lori responds, what's the percentage now? What about JJ's too? Chad to Lori, Tammy is at three. JJ is at two. Both are being heavily shooted, shielded to stop intruders. Mm. Getting close. Uh, next slide, Lori had responded to Chad in that same uh, thread. Two and three percent, not zero. Chad to Lori, I will explain when we talk. Lori responds, okay, still feeling hot for you. <laughs> Chad to Lori, yes, we might need to release a little steam next time we meet. Uh, steam from the storm. No. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, this is the chart that checks what percentage mortals are still in their body. It worked for my wife's friend who died, or my friend's wife who died. My neighbor, George Bush, Stanley, etc. I kind of forgot about it because we've been dealing with zombies and demonic entities. But this afternoon, Tammy said she felt lightheaded as if her spirit and body weren't connected. I'm just sure Tammy said that. Surely she did. Yeah, right. 
Oh, Aaron, there's one thing I've learned from this. It's that crappy people make crappy gods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. You are this correct. This is true. Okay. Yeah. So she was irritated and wanted to know why JJ's percentage, was, percentage wasn't at zero yet. Guys, this is in July. Yeah. I mean, you have to remember, this is in July. This is the same month that Charles died. We're not even four weeks away from Charles's death yet. And she is anxiously demanding the deaths of JJ and Hammy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so bizarre. And, and the way that she pressures him, like, this is not enough. Why isn't it lower? You know, she just yeah. couldn't wait. Then July 30th, Chad to Lori. I believe, I don't know about this word, lilylacious is a terrestrial word that encompasses our time together. Lori to Chad, yes it does, call me. Lori to Chad, I love you until then. Chad to Lori, yes, until then I love you. Chad to Lori, no worries, Garth just arrived home. I absolutely adore you. We are going to have a fabulous life together. Oh gosh. Mm. No. Yeah, no. So not much of a profit, Chad. Not much of a profit. Yeah. So you're going to hear the terms telestial and terrestrial in these conversations. So these are Mormon terms. This is Mormon heaven. So they have layers of uh, or levels of heaven, essentially. Uh, telestial is a reference to this world. Terrestrial is in reference to a higher plane or an elevated place. And then so to celestial this... is the top of the top. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even talk about celestial, interestingly. Mm -mm. It's all celestial and terrestrial. You'd think they would be like shooting well above the uh, top level of celestial, wouldn't they? Well, it's because they just don't believe they're already exalted. So they're already up yes, there. That's true. Yeah. Mm -mm. August 1st, uh, Lori to an unlisted individual. Panda was good, just got JJ to sleep, going to try to take a bath. Ty yelled at me for 30 minutes, then took off in her car, won't answer me. Unlisted individual to Lori, that was expected. That was an interesting one. Yeah. So she and Tylee had a fight. Tylee got mad and took off in her car. Why was that expected? Who was that? Yeah. Was that Chad from a burner? Right. There's a few of those that I'll bet it is. That they had so many burners, too. but they weren't necessarily uh, named in her phone. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Celestial is fancy heaven. Yes. And right. In Mormon belief, the celestial kingdom doesn't come until mm -hmm. Christ comes, you know. Yeah. Which was supposedly their goal here, but clearly, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, Hart did say there were voluminous communications between Chad and Lori. So everybody drink. Voluminous. It came in three times on Friday in a half day of court. <laughs> if you All don't right. know, voluminous is a virus that has been a part of this case for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it often, well, especially in the, in the hearings prior to this trial, it, if one attorney said it or the judge said it then it would spread like wildfire and before you knew it everybody said it before the mm -hmm. end of it it was hilarious mm -hmm. we tracked it for a long time 
but it's mm-hmm. coming into the trial. Yep. Yep. Having a thought about that uh, fight with Tylee. What do you want to suppose that's when she told Tylee they were moving to Rexburg? Oh, sure they could have been. That whole that was expected thing just gets to me like she had delivered some kind of news to Tylee. That's yeah. where that came from. She had. I'll betcha. That but was when she told really her they were going to load up. Shit. Yep. Yeah. And move away. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yet again. Tylee had such an unstable. They moved so much. Yeah. Lori kept her unstable. One thing Lori would do mm-hmm. is convince Tylee that Charles was mad at her. Yeah. For whatever reason. Like, yeah. or no reason. And take her away to stay in a hotel overnight to keep her safe from Charles because he was so mad at her. Yeah. Just to keep her off center all the time. Always off center. She was always afraid of something. And she, I think she never knew what she could trust and couldn't trust because her mother never told her the truth. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, her life would always be unstable with Lori for a mother anyway. Right. And then add to it. And and I think Charles loved Tylee and tried. Yeah. But Lori obviously had in her uh, personality disorder of a human had always kept her discombobulated and off center with Charles. Well, or at least for the it. last few years before he died. Kay and Larry hardly knew Tylee. Because when they would come to visit JJ, Tylee would go stay somewhere else. Like, it was always like she was isolating Tylee. Always. Yep. Always. Yep. Mm. Yep. For sure. They showed two photos that were sent to Lori. One is of Chad standing next to a picture of Jesus. The other is a photo of Alex standing next to the same picture of Jesus. The caption sent to Lori from Chad with the photos, two exalted beings. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Chad. Really? Yeah. The overconfidence in him is so gross in so many ways. Just Mm -hmm. vomitist. Mm -hmm. Not Homer Maximus. It's vomitist to the Maximus. That Mm -hmm. shit. Ugh. It really is. On August 7th, uh, Lori was with Melanie's children and sent Chad a message. I love you. Taking Braxy home now. Braxton. This is the son who spent, who was JJ's friend, who spent time Mm -hmm. with JJ. I'll check on her. Lori said to Chad, she is asleep. She put a bunch of holes in the walls and doors. Definitely had demons helping her. Probably a thousand. Lori to Chad. Mel wants us to come up there tomorrow, but I said next Thursday to Sunday. What do you think? Lori said to Chad, we are both so tired of taking care of demons. We are weary. Please ask the Lord to take them. Yeah. Please, please ask God to kill all our children because we're tired of taking care of them. That is the grossest, most selfish bullshit. Mm-hmm. But so damn. Can you imagine the jury? But that's hearing damning. That? Yes. It is damning. Yes. That to me is one of the most damning things that was said in today's stuff is that one right there please ask god to come take these kids yep god almighty it's just unreal then this was interesting also on august 7th she texted melanie we just had a big fight 
probably no-go on next week. Melanie said to Lori, are you okay? Chad texted Lori, my heart is crushed. I will never stop loving you. Melanie to Lori, I love you. If you need to talk at all, just call me. I don't sleep anyway. Hang in there, baby. It was just a hard day. Don't let the dumb things here get to you. You know who you are. Praying for our hearts to be made full and for the Lord to execute all things expediously. Execute. Execute. This is the first time that we've seen any ideas of fights between Lori and Chad. But again, Charles has now been gone for almost a month. Lori wanted Tammy out of there. She wanted this to happen really fast. Right. I, I killed my husband. Hurry it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, of course, they were fighting. Same day, Chad to Lori, missing you, heading to the girl's funeral. Emma was her teacher and is one of the speakers. So this was a local child that died. This is very difficult, but I will abide by your request not to talk. I hate causing you pain because I love you more than ever. Hours later, Chad to Lori, you're the best. I hope your day goes well. I adore you. A few hours later, Chad to Lori, absolutely excruciating to be cut off from you. I love you. So she was giving him the silent treatment. Yeah, she shut the door on the golden vagina right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he continues to text her. He tells her she has now lost the protections that he gave her. And if she'll at least respond with a thumbs up, he will work to restore those protections. So she responds with, I love you. And he says he'll get to work getting things restored. God, they're both such gross gaslighters. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. Then he texts her, Grandpa Keith is here. I'm supposed to warn you that you are unprotected. The angels are angry that you are ignoring me, but he says he isn't allowed to. I'm honestly not trying to manipulate you. I'm not trying to manipulate you. To respond, I understand that you need your space, but they say you have cut me off and the protection I built around your house is gone. I love you and don't want you getting attacked. They said that if you at least give me a thumbs up, it will restore our protections. God complex, anyone? If you don't do what I want, I'm going to turn all that spiritual warfare I've been, you've been sicking me on everybody else onto you. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. That, I know, I know this is probably why my saying this, but um, I was surprised by that. I was a little surprised by that. Well, it's not just Lori who's the manipulator, obviously. Yep. Yeah, he. I wonder what his kids really think of him prior to this. How many times they've had something pulled back from them because he was mad at them. Well, do you remember the text between? There was a Facebook message between one of the sons and a friend after, right after Chad and Lori got married, and said something along the lines of, "Dude, I just heard that your mom died and your dad got remarried immediately. Are you okay?" And he said something along the lines of. He's not a bad person. He's just made some mistakes. Mm, right. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. 
On August 9th, Lori asked Chad to check on Nathan Pacheco, who's a singer. See what level he is. Is he light? Also, Mark Stroud. Mel G thinks he went dark, but I think he's light. Chad responds that Pacheco is dark, and Lori pushes back that she got that he was light. Chad says that they will go with Lori's answer. Dueling prophets. Dueling prophets. Yes. What's wrong with your picker, Lori says. Oh, why? What's wrong with your picker, Lori says. What about Mike Stroud? Seriously, Chad says. He's done a great job infiltrating. Then they Mm. move on to August 10th. Lori to Chad. Please check JJ. He just woke up saying crazy stuff and won't go back to sleep. He's talking to Blake. It's weird. Chad to Lori. JJ is still JJ. I am told his spirit recognizes Blake as evil and is unsettled by him. Chad to Lori. Hi, my love. How is JJ now? Lori to Chad. He is better. He was just talking nonsense for like two hours last night. I'm sure they were bugging him. Is he at zero yet? I miss you. (laughs) (laughs) She could not wait to be done with JJ. Well, but it's weird because for a long time he was 99.9. Yeah. Now he's zero. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've seen the flop from, because for a long time, mm-hmm. JJ was like super light. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She couldn't wait to get rid of JJ. Why didn't she just give mm-hmm. him to K then? I mean, this right? is August. This is it's, August. It's the most hateful. She just could not, could not do that for K after mm-hmm. K got the life insurance money. She just, yeah. there's no way. Because, yeah. JJ could have just gone to live with his grandparents. Yeah. So Chad to Lori. Yes, he's at zero. Of course she's going to tell her that. He probably was partly through the veil, talking to people both light and dark. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was talking to the real Blake. Chad to Lori. Yes, that was the real Blake. Lori to Chad. Do you think there is a perfectly orchestrated plan to take the children And we just have to wait for it to be carried out. Lori to Chad. I feel lost, like I should be doing something to help. Chad to Lori. There is a plan being orchestrated for the children. I was shown last night, but it has been taken from my mind, of course. A plan to take Take the the children. children. And then guess what? Somebody took the children. Right. And that's true, Jennifer, that she wanted JJ's social security money. She could not yes. give him up because then she would lose that money. You're right. That's true. Good point. Yep. And Chad is the creepy guy you avoid in high school. Right? Right. Somebody else said Chad's the guy you give the wrong phone number to. Right. That too. Yeah. Somebody else said Chad is not the guy you cheat with. He's the guy you cheat on. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is it mm-hmm. about him other than him? validating all her beliefs about you know her being this amazing goddess of the universe yes oh that was all of it that was all of it yeah Mm -hmm. charles was trying to hold her to account you know and just make her be a mundane human and chad was calling her a goddess and that was the difference yeah yeah you know i had a thought early when i was reading some of this earlier too about I wonder if he ever floated this whole exalted being bullshit to Tammy to see if she'd go for it. And can you imagine Tammy, the school librarian and mom of five, who's like 
totally feet on the ground, shutting down all that bullshit. Yeah. She wasn't going to yep. play this game with him. Totally. Yep. All right. Barf bags. Get them ready. Oh, no. Chad to Lori. Cheek to cheek. Loin to loin. <laughs> I can't even. I can't. What is can't. it with that word? What loin. is it? So weird. Who uses that word? Well, I got to gird mine before I read this shit. Cheek to cheek, loin to loin, it isn't very far away, my love. Lori to Chad, I wish I could see you and be cheek to cheek. Chad to Lori, I seriously cannot stop crying. I was allowed to feel my own emotions. I will experience as you sing to them. And the love, admiration, and reverence I have for you are indescribable. Everything we do together is going to be spectacular. Lori to Chad. I can't wait. Literally cannot wait. I have no patience. I want you now. Cheek to cheek, loin to loin, dear God. Uh, right? What? I have to also say, it was Darla was in the courtroom today. So our notes all came, uh, had come from Darla that we uh, live tweeted. And thank you, Darla. Love you, as always. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She had several notations, like, dear God, they're talking about sex. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I don't know if I can take any more of this. <laughs> she had some notes in her notes today that absolutely killed me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. listening to this shit and a whole, this, the whole courtroom of like cringe mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Colleen said, I literally don't use that word, except at the grocery store. I need a tenderloin, but now I'm off that. Right? I have never, ever heard anyone else use that term in a sexual way. I know. Because, yeah, what are you going to get? What are we going to have for dinner? Pork loin? Okay, yeah. Gross, man. The, the, yeah, well, there's the loin, the loin fire, the you know, loin fire. back in the, uh, the story, the story. So gross. Now this cheek to cheek loin to loin. What about that is sexy, Chad? Like what? This is the most awkward, weird. Right? This is like when the weird kid writes you a poem in high school. <laughs> and okay, I went on a few dates with a sophomore when I was a senior. And he showed up at my graduation with a rose and a mixtape. Oh gosh. That's how old I am. And a note. And this reminds me mm -hmm. quite a bit of that. Yes. There was an attempt at poetry. It was not good. It was, yeah, no, not good at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Turns out I'm gay. So it didn't, you know, whatever. I <laughs> I never spoke to that kid again, but <laughs> you weren't interested in his loin fire at all, were you? Uh no, nope. I was not. Uh <laughs> but yeah, th yeah, that kind of stuff just makes me think of things like that. So again, Lori to Chad, do you think there's a perfectly orchestrated plan to take the children and we just have to wait for it to be carried out? What should I be doing? So she's back asking this again. She wants to know. Mm -hmm. Chad to Lori, you are doing everything right, my love. The Lord told me she is on the right track. Wow, how prophetic. He said, just keep resolving the telestial issues so that you are unencumbered and free. Unencumbered and free. 
Chad Delory. That actually feels good that JJ was talking to the real Blake, getting close. When I was sitting across from him eating bacon, I sensed that he was barely attached to his body. So they just want them to die conveniently. You know, that'd be mm -hmm. so much easier than having to kill them. Mm -hmm. uh, Gazem says, Napoleon dynamite love. And that never a truer statement hath been spoken, Gazem. It's true. That is exactly the way that he talks. <laughs> I will allow it. Yep. <laughs> and Paula said he has to come up with the Mormon acceptable wording for sex and affairs. Yes, that's the mm -hmm. other. Or just the complete lack of experience with the outside world. The, you know. I guess. I guess. So then Lori texts him a picture of herself in a yellow uh, bikini on the beach that says, surprises are coming. Gross, man. Then Lori texts Chad that same day. We're still just in August, August 10th. Very good description of what just happened. Wish you were here to really experience it with me. Lori to Chad, thank you for being mine. Wish I could wake up and kiss your sweet, tender lips for real. You are my everything. And then there's lots of references to Chad and Lori portaling to each other so they could be together spiritually. Which I think is just spiritual talk for uh, sexting, I think. I think so. Well, because there was, there was one on, on Friday about uh, portaling to him in the shower and mm -hmm. how amazing that was. And mm -hmm. I believe someone said he was probably going to go blind from that because, you know, tell you one thing mormons are super against and that is masturbation oh yeah we all got grilled from the time we were in junior mm -hmm. high to make sure that no one was doing any of that touching mm -hmm. yourself stuff but no. it was implied in the shower that that's what was going on gross oh uh, yeah Ugh. for sure yes all right the next exchange was august 11th chad to Lori. I will join you. Partly why I am so sad is my Boise trip has turned into a trip with extended family. Not happy about it. Lori to Chad. How much more of this can you take? Chad to Lori. They want to go to Craters of the Moon National Park. I can't take much more. So trapped. Oh my God. These Craters bastards the wanted to spend time with Chad. Right? Also, Craters of the Moon is awesome. And Chad, stupid. Yeah. Uh, Lori to Chad, are we supposed to wait forever? Chad to Lori, no, but the next two days will be torture. Thankfully, I will be alone most of Wednesday and beyond. Lori to Chad, is that what he wants? He, meaning like God, I guess. For me to sit around and wait for you endlessly and you miserably wasting time? It just doesn't feel right. Chad to Lori, I'm just so frustrated. I'm so sorry, honey. Lori to Chad, you just can't keep tearing my heart out. I really can't take any more. I'm sorry. Lori goes on about to say that she's very disappointed that she didn't get to chat with Chad on his birthday and tells him to just go be with his wife and family. Chad yeah. responds, oh, honey, that is so crushing. I feel so destroyed inside. You know my love for you is deep and real. He tells her he'll leave her alone, as excruciating as it will be. Lori says he can't say it, nothing else matters because everything is before her. Chad responds, the pain is unbearable. Well, that's what happens when you have an affair, stupid. Dumbass. 
-hmm. and by the way, yes, Craters of the Moon is awesome. We're yeah. our, our part of area, our area of Idaho is part of the Yellowstone volcano caldera. Like if it goes off, we'll just be vaporized. Yeah. Um, so Craters of the Moon is this huge um, national park of lava flows and like lava tubes and stuff. It is so cool. I haven't been to Craters in a long time. And the only thing that I got out of this was, I need to go to Craters of the Moon. <laughs> I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you know, if you wait to go to Craters of the Moon till it's too hot, you will likely die. Yeah. But no. um, you got to go spring or fall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now would be a good time to go. And people around here go to Craters of the Moon quite a bit. That's a pretty normal. Uh, yeah. It's not that you know, far. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rosa's just came back from Craters of the Moon, which was awesome to see. But don't go in May. All the fun paths and caves are closed. Oh, are they oh. still closed? Dang it. Good to know. Okay. So don't go yet. It is very cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lori to Chad. I'm so alone without you. It's devastating. Chad to Lori. I feel so alone too. We are surrounded by telestial relatives that are simply obstacles. I'm so sick of it. There yeah. was a big fight over that word obstacles on Friday. Uh -huh. And they say it all the time. They mm -hmm. talk about these barriers and obstacles as they're referring to human beings. Mm -hmm. mm. Now, this statement really is interesting. Lori to Chad, me too. What is it that you really want? Chad to Lori, I want to be with you. That is my greatest hope and dream. I would happily join you tomorrow if it felt like heaven would not strike us down. What? But they're right? exalted beings. Why'd you say that, Lori? Was it just a thing to say? Yeah. I know. Interesting. What? Is that a tiny bit of conscience in there? Because mm -hmm. I thought they were above all that. On September 3rd, Alex texted Lori, Wi-Fi is in. What you doing? Lori to Alex, working on Z's. What did you decide username and password? Alex to Lori, network name is anti-layman. Password is too many kids. Lori to Alex, funny. Just FYI, layman is a bad guy in the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Anti-layman. Why would you name your Wi-Fi that? Or, or anything. It's just so weird. Yeah. And Z's, by the way, is zombies that she's yes. referring to. Uh, Alex Delori, and I can change it to whatever you want if you want to change it. I'm proud of you. No more zombies. Lori to Alex, we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of what we need to do to eliminate them completely. I'm sure you will be told also. Alex said, excellent. This is on September 3rd. Uh, Tylee disappeared on September 8th. So we're oh, only five God. days away from when Tylee dies. Yeah. Alex, I'm going to go get lunch and probably go to the range to sight in my rifles. Uh, Lori said, fun, you need the practice. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy, didn't he? Uh, Alex to Lori, I do. Lori to Alex, bad news on our brother. Lori to Alex, Z. Alex asks when he became a zombie, and it was forced out, I think. Lori tells Alex JJ is stronger and fights them off every day. So now, now of course, Adam is also a zombie. 
Of course. Of course. He was, a, I thought he was a zombie killer back in January or July though, but. I thought so too, but they get a little um, inconsistent on some of this. Uh-huh. Like with JJ, JJ bounces back and forth between if he's 99.9% or if he's at zero. Yeah. Is he dark or light? Which one is it? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can't even track their own bullshit. Uh, Alex Talori, that's when he yells, no, Alex Talori. Okay, Alex Talori, my lips are sealed. Lori to Alex, good boy, learning more. I'll fill you in this afternoon. So when JJ yells, no, he's fighting zombies. Then they start looking at some of the videos on Lori for style. There's a lot of short videos on the account. The one that they showed was the very short video of Tylee and JJ at Yellowstone on September 8th at 2.49 p.m. in front of Old Faithful. Yeah. That's that picture that we've all seen a million times. Mm -hmm. Then they go to lunch. When they come back, they talk about those PowerPoints uh, that they aren't going to allow, but they are going to allow, allow Edwards to uh, comment on them and pull pictures from them, but they can't uh, use the whole PowerPoint. We're going to go through that again tomorrow, so I'm not going to waste a lot of time on it tonight. Right. Because that conversation the, is going to go on into infinitum. The, the problem is these FBI guys were trying to instruct the prosecutors about what mm -hmm. to say and do. And yeah. they put it in their slideshows. Why mm -hmm. these got submitted for evidence that way? Yeah. I don't understand. Because Hartz was like that too. And they had to take out a whole bunch of his stuff to yeah. be able to use it. I don't get it. Like, I mm -hmm. I don't understand why the was why a the weird way to admitted it in the first place. Yeah, it was a weird way to. I, I think it was because of the voluminous amount of, uh, you know, and maybe maybe they hadn't really seen the them data before. And, yeah, I I thinking, but yeah, they definitely uh, have some discovery issues here. That yeah, with both of these guys. Yes, yeah. So that that fight will go on tomorrow. But basically, what he said was, the witness can testify and can testify to any material facts he knows about the PowerPoint, but the PowerPoint itself is going to be disallowed based on what the court has reviewed. Yeah. So. Uh, on the story, the James and Elena story, Boyce says he will allow the story in its entirety to be submitted to the jury as an exhibit, but won't allow the entire thing to be read onto the record. Oh, thank God. Yeah. That's you okay. know, <laughs> who really needs to sit through that? Right. And the jury, the jury is going to have it at their discretion. But They can read it. Yeah. Good luck. Please have a puke uh, bucket mm -hmm. next to you. Yeah. So talked about some other slides that they can't have. I'm going to move on from this and just get back to the text. Yeah, because they're going to argue it all again tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. This is nowhere near done. So they move on to conversations between Sydney Woodbury from Care.com to Lori on September 13th. So this is right after Tylee died, just a few days. And she hires this girl that lives in Rexburg named Sydney to babysit JJ. And... Lori's offering her $15 an hour, which in Rexburg for babysitting is the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's a lot. Yeah. And Lori said she'll need child care every afternoon starting at 2.30 p.m. and then on Saturday. So she's hiring her for, for a stint of time. But right. she babysits him for one day. 
And then he's gone. Then they kill JJ. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And and the reason it's significant is because there were so many texts in the iCloud about Tylee taking care of JJ when Lori was running errands or needed to be gone or was on yet another vacation or whatever. Tylee took care of JJ right. a lot. And so suddenly there's no Tylee and now she needs childcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, on September 24th, Sydney texts Lori and asks if she's okay with uh, her still coming over to babysit that day. Lori says that JJ's grandparents came and took him to give her a break. She said he won't be back until the end of October. I wish I had other work to, for you to do. You're such a darling girl. I understand if you need to get another job. Okay. What? So, Sydney, you're probably damn lucky she didn't try and induct you into the 144,000. Right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. I'm not sure when he will be back, but I'm going to travel. Yeah. So, and obviously there was no uh, visit to Rexburg from JJ's grandparents. And no. yep. none of that ever happened. Yep. On October 3rd, Chad texts Lori, good night, Angel Lily. So excited to go on our date. Lori texts Alex and says, we were supposed to go on a real date tonight, but we are discussing it. Perhaps an evening at home would be better, so we're not out and about. I'll let you know. But you could come and sing with us after your shower. I don't want to hear that. Uh, Chad DeLore the next day. Hello, sweet angel. Big news about Tammy. Please let me know if you are awake and can talk. Then he texts that Tammy has been switched. Tammy is in limbo, and a level three demonic entity named Viola is in her body. It happened around 10 p.m. and was done by Tammy's sister, Sam. Remember Sweet Samantha oh, that we had on the stand last week? This pissed me off so bad. An angel? Yeah. Yes. Who I always knew was 3D in terms of. Sam is much like Brandon. She has been my biggest enemy over the years. She refuses to read my books. <laughs> She's Remember a teacher. Conversation? Yeah. <laughs> She's a teacher. She knows their bullshit. She knows their crap. <laughs> they had asked her when she testified if she had read Chad's books. And she was like, uh, no, I'm a teacher. I don't really have time for that. <laughs> it killed me that he, he, this is one of the reasons he hated Sam. Because she wouldn't read his books. Wouldn't read his books. Well, she and wouldn't through, fall in line with him. Yeah. Right. She refuses to read my books and threw the biggest fit when we moved to Idaho. She has only visited us when the kids got married and always fled Idaho within hours like she was being burned. Oh, oh, sure. Couldn't be in Idaho any amount of time without having to flee like she was being burned. Sure. She's definitely going to go to Idaho and she knew it. Mm -hmm. She's definitely comparable to Brandon and Summer. This is the first time I've heard Summer get a be maligned mm-hmm. uh chad delori not fully sure of the timing for removal but once her actions verify the differences i don't want to wait mm-hmm. well she had to get taken over tammy had to get us get a demon mm-hmm. because Lori's getting restless she's about uh, has had enough of this shit so he's okay. got to step up his game well this is october 5th 
The next slide is messages on October 7th from Lori to Melanie. I'm really feeling like we need to go to Missouri and work. Maybe we can fly there on Thursday and fly back on Saturday. Lori tells Melanie, American has a nonstop from Phoenix to Kansas City, Thursday at 1, then fly back Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Audrey said we could stay with her, but I told her we could get a hotel and she could stay with us. She'll take us to all of the amazing sites. Right. Yeah. Well, and more manipulation of Audrey. No, no, we'll have a fun girls time. We'll take you to a hotel. It's just more, uh, it's really more indoctrina indoctrination, I think. Uh -huh. Audrey was so fragile. It didn't take much to yep. make her feel really included and in part of this. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think that's really sad. Yep. Having the girls sleep over. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Melanie to Lori, what about Brandon not being able to take the kids to Utah? Does dad think I will need to be there? Dad meaning Chad. Lori says, nope, you need to be unavailable. That is the schedule. And Melanie to Lori, okay, Captain. Look at how Melanie just did whatever they said. Mm -hmm. She was, she was like Alex, mm -hmm. whatever they said. Okay. Yep. And, and gave them so much authority over her. Yep. Mm -hmm. On October 14th, Audrey texts Lori and asks, how did yesterday go with you and Chad working? Lori to Audrey. Well, we did a lot of work today. We got her out, but a brand new one got in. So we are still working on it. Any ideas you would have would be greatly appreciated. Audrey to Lori, okay, shocked face emoji. Audrey said in her testimony that Lori did say that to her and that she was shocked because she, they were teaching her, not the other way around. Yeah. They wanted uh, her opinion. What? Now they're talking about an emoji. The things that they're talking about in open court with a straight face uh, in this case, they're just pretty wild, but they were talking about the emoji with the little eyes shut, with the X's over the eyes that indicate mm -hmm. dead mm -hmm. and that times when they were using these in their texts. God. Now, uh, October 14th, Lori to Melanie. Yeah, but until that agreement is signed by the judge, it is all subject to change. That's probably the reason for the delay. Melanie to Lori, is there a possibility he could go before I move? Now, who do you suppose we're talking about here? Why well, think Brandon? Interesting. Lori to Melanie, there's always that possibility. We will work on it. Just have faith. Yeah. Sorry, but faith. isn't that something, you know? Yeah. That... You're getting ready to go kill him. Don't worry. Yeah. And is it possible that he could just be gone before I move, please? I just yeah. don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm -hmm. God, she's gross. Yep. On October 19th, this is the day Tammy died, Lori receives a text from an unknown individual at 10.33 a.m. Lori, of course, was in Hawaii with Melanie. I'm not sure if you heard, but Chad's wife died last night. Lori responds, oh my gosh, I did not hear that. I'm in Hawaii and it's 6 a.m. Lori then texts, do you know what happened? Unknown responds, yes, she awoke in the night coughing, threw up, collapsed, and passed away. 
Let's see, this was Melanie Gibb. That's already been mm-hmm. confirmed that it was Melanie yep. Gibb. But yep. it, Melanie Gibb had a burner. Mm-hmm. These people yep. are insane. The night Tammy died, Chad texted Lori, Not fun without you. Can you call me? Lori responds, How are you doing is the question. Chad to Lori, I'm hanging in there. My parents are staying here and we are still getting visitors, but I will call you soon. You know, people that feel bad for you because you were just widowed, Mm -hmm. jackass. The next slide is midnight, October 20th. So just the day after Tammy died. Uh, Percentage in body, Holsar 24, Eucola 11, Grisome 14. So these are more people that they have given demon names to Mm -hmm. with their uh, rankings. Chad to Lori, great job on lowering them. I loved talking with you. It is baby night, so come get me later. Not sure what that means. The next morning, Chad to Lori, missing you so much, I can feel you in bed with me, though. Can't wait to hold you tightly every day and night. Lori to Chad, I'm missing you more. I need you desperately. I can't wait. This is the day after Tammy died. And then Lori to Chad. Leaving husband, not. Mm -hmm. What about the idea of you coming here Thursday or Friday, or do you want me to come home? She wanted Chad to fly to Hawaii before Tammy's funeral. Chad to Lori, their apartment is haunted and we can't clear the place. I'm not sure who he's talking about here. So they are looking to move anyway. And I have the perfect place for them. I need to be here to get sorting financial stuff. Chad asked Lori to look for a condo in Hawaii and says, I want to get going full steam on the Lily workout plan. Tighten the abs, get a full body tan, grow my hair out. This could be really good for both of us. And in Darla's notes, she said, Chad thinks he's Fabio. That's awesome. Yeah, baby night? I don't know. Were they trying to get pregnant? Dear God, I don't think so. I mean, Lori's close to 50, so I don't think so. But I know, that baby night, man, maybe it was a... Maybe it was a grandkid or something? Well, or maybe it was a a typo or something. I just, I don't know. Well, that's true. I'm not sure. Chad and Lori go back and forth over how much they miss each other. And then Chad says, I'm feeling sad, but it isn't for the reason everyone thinks. Yeah, the day after his oh, wife died. Gross, man. The complete lack of humanity here is just, it's so shocking. She, he just threw his wife away like trash, just like yep. Lori did with Charles. Yep. Totally, entirely. Uh, on August uh, 20, October 23rd, Lori texted Chad, now, this is significant. I had a bad dream about Al, meaning Alex. Make sure he is still him and protect him. Lori to Chad. He would be the only one they would use to get us both. All of this time alone is not good for him. Chad to Lori. I will try to reach out to him later today. Chad says, I just cleared all of Al's weapons, curses, and cords and filled him with Malachite healing balm. I also put angels around him. In another message, he says, Alex Cox, 
multiple creation, fourth creation. Oh, a message. I think this came from Lori. Exalted nine times, sibling to me two times on fourth creation and became eternal companions after fourth creation. He is miss. Oh, his mission is to help Lori. No, this is Zulema. Mm -hmm. Just with more of this stuff. Yeah. Then this one. This text from Lori to Melanie B. on November 16th. So this is after four people are dead. And there's been an attempt on Brandon's life. Will you do this job if your whole family turns against you? That is what the Lord has asked of us. Our glories will be worth it. And they will all shrink in our presence. It will be a sad day for those who chose to oppose us when we work for the Lord and are his valiant warriors. Be strong, my little one. We will be gone in a few. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now we're talking about the patriarchal blessing. Oh, yeah. Back to that. So we have talked about this into infinitum. Mm -hmm. But the patriarchal blessing is a blessing that Chad gave to Alex. A patriarchal blessing is a blessing that in the Mormon church, in the LDS church, there is someone that is in the ward or the stake right in their geographical region that is given a special calling to be the patriarch. Mm -hmm. And they give people a blessing. That's kind of like a LDS style uh, psychic reading. It's it a is. Little, it's, it's like a life a path of, reading, sort of. Yeah, life path reading. Uh, a lot of promises of uh, you know what your life is going to be uh, if you follow the rules and do what yeah. you're supposed to do. And Chad was not a patriarch, but of course Chad mm -hmm. was whatever Chad wanted to be. Um, it's another one of those things that I'm like, it's really egregious to the LDS community to give a blessing like that, that you're not uh, supposed to give. You yeah. Know? I, again, it's just, they don't, they're not really following their own beliefs. No, no, they're not. So uh, East Idaho News, well, we did too. We both posted audio clips of it. Uh, there, we also have a video that we made before the kids were even found when the first talk of the patriarchal blessing came up uh and read it and talked about it so um there's we've done a lot of work on it already you can go back and find if you want to hear it mm -hmm. but basically um and they glossed over in this one one i think the most important parts of that blessing but we'll talk about it a little bit so at one point chad says well done thy soul is cleansed all is well you will be a powerful servant I bless you with the knowledge that you will now move forward with physical action and spiritual power that will be bestowed upon you. This was two weeks before Alex died. It's also weird to give one of these to a full grown adult. Yeah. Like most of us get them when we're 16, 17 years old mm -hmm. and it's supposed to like, you know, mine was super accurate. It said I was going to marry a man and have a whole bunch of children. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that didn't happen. Now did it? Uh, but, you know, like you usually get it when you're like just starting into adulthood mm -hmm. uh, as your guide. So to do one of these for just random guy who's, you know, older, it's weird. Yeah. It is very weird. Also, in order to get a patriarchal blessing, you have to 
follow the rules and have an interview with the bishop and Make sure like you aren't not... meddling yourself and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yes. Uh, sorry, I can't help myself because there Make are sure definitely you're not having any loin fire for yourself. For yeah, sure. there's yes. definitely indications that Chad was a masturbator, and that is such mm -hmm. a no-no in the Mormon Church. <laughs> oh, funny. There's a lot of no-nos here. The part of it that they didn't talk about today that I was kind of amazed, honestly, because this is one of the ones that I think is one of the biggest ones, is that in that blessing he says to Alex that you will know when it's time to go. You will know when it's time to go. He died two weeks after this blessing. Yeah. Yeah. So there were lots of planning messages for the future on the iCloud accounts. Uh, there were messages from Kay, of course, we know, wanting to FaceTime JJ, wanting to bring JJ to his memorial service or his father's memorial service that just went completely ignored. Lots of messages on the iCloud account about day-to-day -day activities of JJ and Tylee. After September 8th, there was never another mention of Tylee. And after September 23rd, there was never another mention of JJ. Just very convenient. Wow, right? There were two messages about a divorce between Lori and Charles. The first one was from Lori's bishop warning Lori that Charles was trying to serve her with divorce papers. Way back when Lori was pulling all that bullshit on Charles and she canceled his credit cards and canceled his flight and stole his truck and changed the locks and stole like $30,000 from his business account. The bishop was helping her. The bishop helped her steal the truck. She had that golden vagina on full display for the bishop boy. She had him right. wrapped around her little finger. It's sure so did. disgusting. Yep. Oh, yeah. Shelby said, I have Mormon friends and they're all good, solid, kind people. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. These guys are just completely off the rails. They are. Yeah. So then there's a sidebar. Then there's a break. <laughs> they finally come back. Smith asks Hart if he, in all the messages that he reviewed about J.J. Tiley and Tammy being dark, anyone ever objected to them being dark no the answer is no <clears throat> not from Lori. not from chad certainly not from melanie nope oh. so i cannot imagine letting someone say something like that about my child yep and not being like hey don't you be talking about my kids yeah you know yep. instead participating and just continuing to come back for more so from November 2019 to June 2020, Smith asked uh, Hart, did the FBI and law enforcement ever stop looking for JJ and Tylee? And he said they did not. She said, did they ever see any evidence that JJ was alive after September 2019? He said no. She said, did you ever see any evidence that Lori was looking for him or trying to find him after September 22nd, 2019? And he said no. So Smith had no further questions. We ended up with John Thomas on cross. First, he asks about the patriarchal blessings. I, I don't know why he gets sticky about dumb stuff like this, but again, we know he's kind of playing a game, but uh, he kind of hassles him a little bit about how he knows who the patriarch is and who isn't. 
And Hart says, based on the totality of my investigation, to my knowledge, Chad Daybell is not a patriarch. He is the ward clerk. He was. Right. Uh, he asked about the videos on Lori's iCloud account. He said there were lots of videos of her playing with her children, uh, singing on the, playing on the beach, acting like a mother does with her children. See, they're mad that they didn't introduce stuff that made Lori look amazing uh, or like a good mother. They're like, well, have at it. (laughs) Good luck with that. Uh, Please don't think any of that will will counter these horrendous things she has said. Right. So Hart says, yeah, there are videos like that. Then he wants to know about the relationship with Audrey and Chad. He says, Audrey looked up to Chad as a spiritual leader. And Thomas says... Chad had a number of women he communicated with through text. And Hart says, yeah, a small number. So Thomas lifts off Melanie Gibb, Melanie Boudreau, Zulima Pastenas. Thomas says, there, there was a number of women in the group. Chad was the leader of the group. Hart says, along with Lori, correct. <laughs> I thought Hart handled Thomas beautifully. Uh Hart said there were there were normal mom type texts on Lori's account. He said so, as a Thomas says, as a whole, isn't it true Lori was, for all intents and purposes, a pretty good mother? Hart says, with the exception of what happened to her children, yes. <laughs> I mean, except the part about the kids being murdered. I yeah. mean, what a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Thomas asks what Lori's prior Wi-Fi passwords were, and Hart doesn't know. So Thomas says, would it surprise you to know that Lori's password is five kids forever? Well, you'll never be able to prove that, but okay. Yeah, good luck. Hart says that's possible, but he doesn't recall seeing it in the iCloud. Thomas asks if it's possible if Lori was busy doing other things, and Alex couldn't remember the five kids forever, so he went with too many kids. Smith objects and says the question calls for speculation and it was sustained. Would it surprise you to know? No. Who cares? Because we know that the actual Wi-Fi password was too many kids and then the kids died. Like, what? Then he asked Hart if he knows who Nathan Pacheco is. You remember earlier she asked about Nathan Pacheco? Hart does not. He says he's a fairly famous religious singer. He asked if he would be surprised to know that Lori has a crush on Pacheco. I'll bet Pacheco would be surprised to know. Right. And this matters why? And Hart says no. So he says they could have just been joking about that because Lori had a crush on Pacheco. She thought he was light and Chad could have thought he was dark. So? And this changes any of this in no way. Right. So... Thomas asks what happens when somebody reaches, uh, number reaches zero. Hart says they are ready for death. Thomas asks if he ever saw reference to Ira and Ralph on the iCloud. Hart says yes, the Ira was another entity that was in Charles. Ralph is the name of another entity, but Hart couldn't remember who he was attached to. Thomas asked Hart if he's ever watched the movie Romancing the Stone and says the names could have come from that movie. Hart, Thomas asked Hart if he did any research on the names. He says no. Yeah, they could have. Uh, because 
Chad was pulling stuff right on out of his ass. So, of course, right. they could have come from any movie. Right. Like, that means what? A Nothing. Would it have surprised you for us to have a demon named Professor Snape? No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> right. Like... So because those were names that were both in a specific movie, then somehow that makes any of this irrelevant? I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Thomas asks him, isn't it your understanding that you don't really have an understanding? Well, that's an interesting question there, Thomas. Don't what? you understand that you don't understand? Yeah. Isn't it your understanding that you don't really have an understanding about what was going on here with the percentages like light-dark scale? Hart responds, I don't agree. I love him. He says, JJ and Tylee and Tammy and Charles all ended up dead and had bad numbers on the scale. Thomas asked, if this could be more like Dungeons and Dragons and playing with dice. Hart says, absent the people killed? Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Hart. Yeah. He really, he did a great job. Uh, he asks about the text Chad sent about coming to Utah. He asks what kind of changes were coming to Utah. Oh, about the changes coming to Utah, right. Hart said he had no idea. Thomas asked if he looked into this. Hart said these were Chad Daybell's revelations. Thomas asked if this was all fantasy. Hart said not everything was fantasy. See, again, he could have said uh, the bodies piling up sure weren't fantasy. He didn't because right. he's classier than me. But mm -hmm. that would be uh, my response, I think. Right. Uh, they did point out that Melanie frequently referred to Chad as dad or father. Oh, father, how creepy. Uh, Thomas reads a text about Chad needing to release steam. No, we didn't want to do that again. No, what? No, no, no storm steam or whatever. <laughs> no. And then <laughs> he wanted to know about the chart Chad referenced. He did reference a chart in that text and they could never find the chart. Yeah. So Thomas says, oh, then I guess it was just fantasy. Oh, I see. <laughs> It can't be fantasy if all the people that were supposedly turning to zero are dead, dummy. Mm -hmm. Jesus. And Hart says, I don't know if it was that or if it just didn't attach to the message. Yeah, you think? So he asks Hart if Chad Daybell, about him manipulating people, if he was manipulative. Hart says, yeah, he, he did manipulate people, including Lori. So Thomas has no further questions. Smith on redirect. She has so many mic drop moments. She I does. actually I saw somebody online her. dragging Smith the other day, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Why? She is so good. Because she says, um, too much. Uh, it, that doesn't matter. No. She is, that is so good. This is not a movie. This is actual court. Mm -hmm. So she asks, Smith asks Hart if Lori ever manipulated Chad or others. Hart says yes. She asks if all the other women Chad communicated with had their children dead or buried in Daybell's backyard. Hart says none. Smith says nothing further. <laughs> Boom. Again. Yep. Down again. And that's it for today. I mean, I think that's enough. My that God. That is a hell of a lot. Poor Darla. I mean, she texted like an absolute <laughs> rock star today. And I know it probably just about wore her poor little thumbs right off because that mm -hmm. was a lot. And now tomorrow, 
it's going to be more of the same with another mm -hmm. agent. So it's wild. So that's kind of what's going on. I thought Agent Hart did an absolutely amazing job. Very yes, impressed with him. Uh, he was, Thomas was no match for him. <laughs> just not at all. Well, I'm just trying to imply, oh, this is like a movie or this is just, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever, buddy. Yeah. These people are all dead. Then yep. we all know it's not fantasy. Yep, for sure, no. So we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Darla will be in the courtroom again tomorrow. I'll be in the courtroom on Wednesday. Christy, you'll be in the courtroom on Friday. Yep. That's what we have so far this week. Um, my kid is coming home who, you know, was initially connected to this case uh, and reporting on it. And so yeah. I'm kind of hoping to get her into the courtroom soon to uh, help me do a stint. So we'll see. I don't know if she will, but yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, she was a student reporter when the kids were found. Yes. Yeah. And re reported on this for the school newspaper here in Rexburg. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we've got for today. I think that's plenty. Yeah. If you would like to support us, you can do that by heading over to truecrimesquad.com. There's a way there to buy us a coffee or uh, just tip us. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, but of mm -hmm. course, it's not required in any way. But we appreciate you guys' support very much. And mm -hmm. we will be back tomorrow tomorrow yes, night so about the same time go over the next round and of course we will be uh live tweeting and live facebooking via dear darla so thanks so much you guys and thanks so much for being here this has been yet another production of the true crime squad bye everybody